Hey, it's Jeffrey Craner, and I want to tell you, Welcome to Night Vale is on the road this winter and spring of 2024, and it's our newest live show called The Attic. So Cecil discovers slides from an old family road trip, which at first seems fun and joyful, but begin to change into something strange and dangerous. The show tells a tale of childhood memories warping through the lens of a cursed slide projection, a shape-shifting creepy doll, and of course, the totally normal dispatches from Nightville's community radio station. The show stars Cecil Baldwin, Symphony Sanders, me, and Disparition with original music performed live. We'll also have a musical guest with us for all shows because what is Nightville without its weather. We'll be in Europe in early March, Antwerp on the 2nd, Utrecht on March 3rd, Cologne on the 4th, Frankfurt and Berlin on the 6th and 7th of March, then London, Glasgow and Bristol March 9th, 10th and 11th, March 13th in Leeds, the 14th we're in Manchester, and finishing up on March 16th in Dublin. But if you're in the U.S. or Canada, come see our final shows of The Attic in April. We'll be in Toronto on April 1st, and St. Louis on the 3rd, Louisville on April 4th, Columbus April 5th, Pittsburgh April 6th, and April 7th we're in Jersey City, and we'll close out that tour on April 8th in Northampton, Mass. If you've not seen our live shows before, they're super fun. They're entirely original stories, never heard before on the podcast, and you don't need to be caught up on Night Vale at all. You don't even need to know what Night Vale is, so, I mean, you could bring your weird friend who doesn't listen to podcasts. They'll still have so much fun. Get dates, locations, and tickets for all of our remaining live shows of The Attic at welcometonightvale.com. Click on Live Shows. Go there now. While you're listening, you can multitask. welcometonightvale.com. Click on Live Shows. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Support for Welcome to Night Vale comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software, or you just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switch to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash nightvale. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash nightvale. Odoo, modern management made simple. I trip the light fantastic, and then I offer to help it up. And when the light fantastic is halfway up, I let go, and it falls again. Me and the light fantastic do not get along at all. Welcome to Night Vale. Start us off, a follow-up on a recent story. 
Local ne'er do well and five-headed dragon Hiram McDaniel's will be brought to trial for his attempts to assassinate Mayor Cardinal and take over Nightvale city government. This trial is already being referred to as the trial of the century, and indeed could be referred to as the trial of all time, because Nightvale has never had a trial before. Judicial matters are usually handled directly by the secret police, whose judgment is above question, even when it's really bad and obviously wrong. Or, in some extreme cases, handled by the city council itself, who might relegate the wrongdoer to detention in the abandoned mine shaft outside of town, or might just eat the wrongdoer. It depends on whether the city council has had a heavy lunch. But Hiram McDaniels is huge and a dragon. So the city council and the secret police are both declining to get too close to him. As a result, for the first time ever, we will have a fair and open trial here in Nightvale in front of a jury of Hiram's peers. Speaking of which, Nightvale invites any dragons to come down to the courthouse to serve as his peers. Failing that, any multi-headed beings are welcome. Although I can't immediately think of any of those except obviously deer, and deer can't take part in juries because of their profound belief in egalitarian anarchism. Pamela Winchell, former Nightvale mayor and current director of emergency press conferences, will serve as the prosecuting attorney, and Hiram's gold head will be acting in his own defense, as well as the defense of the other three heads accused. His fifth head, the Violet One, who had secretly been working to stop the other heads, is not charged, and is expected to take the witness stand against his same-bodied brethren. Updates on this exciting legal story will continue, as we all try to figure out what law means outside of the context of the despotic control of shadowy government forces. And now, listeners, from matters of news to matters of personal urgency, I present to you a heist. Here is the mission, to retrieve a top-secret document. Here are the players, myself, of course, mindful speaker in the mindless night, Carlos, scientist extraordinaire, extraordinary scientist, great hair. Steve Carlsberg, jerk. Good father, maybe. Don't tell him that. Abby, my sister, whom I have not spoken with in quite a while, but whom I am hoping to speak with more. Old woman Josie, opera aficionado, and friends with powerful and forbidden beings who are handy with a lockpick, and who claim to know a thing or two about hacking. Finally and foremost, of course, little Janice, my niece, and the second most important person in my life. She is the leader of our mission. She is the reason we are all involved. This, then, is the team. Here, then, is the target. City Hall, specifically the Hall of Public Records, one of the most secure and dangerous places in Nightvale, 
where all public information is kept hidden from a public that might misuse it. Few have gone in and survived. No one has ever managed to remove or even view a single document from it. So, why are we trying? Why risk our lives to do what is, by all accounts, impossible? Because within that hall of records is the Registry of Middle School Crushes. A ledger that documents every slight swoon of our young citizens' lovesick hearts. This registry, like all municipal documents, is constantly updated via invasive satellite mind scanning. Janice wants us to retrieve the registry of middle school crushes and destroy it. I will not ask why. We don't have to ask why. We know that a family member is in need and we act accordingly. The plan? <laughs> but that would give it away. More soon, whether the powers that be like it or not. First, a word from our sponsors. Today's sponsor is Venom Box, the subscription service that sends you a box of venomous creatures every month. Last month's theme was hidden but deadly, and those who survive that will love this month's theme, fanged and impossibly quick. Venom Box has been sending me samples, and boy, have I almost died. I have almost died a lot. They are very dangerous, these boxes. Each individually curated Venom Box is literally a box of toxic and aggressive creatures. That's what they are. It's not even a secure box. It's a hastily constructed cardboard box. Often the creatures escape before you can open the venom box. The only thing worse than opening a box to find venomous creatures inside is opening a box that is supposed to have venomous creatures inside and instead finding nothing. Then... Looking around your home, feeling, is that a tickle on your toe? You were imagining that, right? To get a free sample, just do nothing. Or try to prevent it. Actively try to keep the Venom Box out. It doesn't matter. Whatever you do, you are subscribed to Venom Box every month from here on out. Good luck. This has been a word from our sponsors. And now, traffic. A woman walks into a bar. Presumably, she did not just appear there. Presumably, she opened the door from the outside and entered it. Presumably, she drove to the bar. Presumably, she had obtained the car she used to drive to the bar somewhere, presumably with money. Presumably, she had received that money somehow. She presumably had spent days, months, even years before this moment. Presumably she was born at some point, to a mother, presumably. Presumably she was a child once. There had been years spent in which she could not completely feed herself. There were years in which she was smaller and stayed all day in rooms where adults taught her to be similar adults to the adults they were. There was a first kiss, 
nights spent in terror of the nights to come, the first vestiges of independence, moving out, finding a job, a decision at some point to go to the bar, presumably. Can I have a drink? She said to the bartender. Oh, I'm sorry, said the bartender. This is the end of my shift. Ed will be out in a moment and he'll be able to help you. The bartender left the bar. Presumably, he opened the door. Presumably, he got into a car. Presumably, he drove home, the radio on and playing him through the soft focus darkness of hot night. Presumably, he had a bed somewhere, got into it, slept, and presumably dreamed. Presumably, he grew older day by day and looked at each day as a missed opportunity to live a life that was in no way better than the life he was living, but just different. Presumably, he edged toward death, fearing losing what he had, regretting ever attaining it. There was a last kiss. Everything was forgotten, but in pieces and in the most painful order. New things were learned slowly and in the least helpful order. A basket of fruit indicating a sentiment too weak communicated too late to a person who was already gone. Presumably. This has been Traffic. Back to the main event. Plans run apace for our heist from the City Hall Public Records Room. The obstacles are grave and myriad. First, they were simply getting past the guard at the door of City Hall. The guard doesn't stop anyone, so as I said, it's getting past is pretty simple. Then there is avoiding the City Council who lurk within City Hall, a many-form municipal entity waiting for citizens to civically devour. We will have to tread carefully to avoid it. Then there are the stairs to the basement where the records are kept. These are very dangerous. Thousands of people die falling down stairs every year, so we will have to take care not to trip. Beyond that is the thick vault door, combination unknown, immune to detonation or heat. Rumor has it that the door to the records room could survive a nuclear explosion. Rumor has it that it already has. Past the door, information becomes more piecemeal. Rumor becomes our only guide. There is, apparently, a grid of lasers carefully calibrated so as to look mesmerizing and cause an intruder to stop and watch them, thus failing to complete her mission. There are pressure sensors in the floor, heat sensors in the wall, thought sensors in all of our brains. The security is diabolical. But we have devised a plan past all of it, which, again, I can't tell you. I'm sorry. Saying the plan on the radio would make it tricky to successfully perform it without being caught. But it's really good. I promise. We will make sure Janice gets the registry of middle school crushes so she can destroy it. We just will never be able to tell you how.
And now the answer to last week's audio spot the differences quiz. Of course, the two audio scenes we set for you were quite similar, perhaps even at an oral glance identical. But there were eight specific differences. Did you spot them all? Let's find out. Here were the differences. One, the shadow of the howling man is smiling in one scene. But missing in the other. Two, there are shrouded figures in the grass in both scenes, and they look identical. But in the first scene, they are watching, while in the second scene, they are listening. Three, only the first scene scares me. Four, the cow has one extra spot in the first scene. Five. The cow has all of its blood in the first scene. Six, the howling man is howling in both scenes. Seven, we don't know why he is howling. Eight, maybe it's because of his shadow. Nine, what does the second man have to do with anything? Ten, the child is absent from both scenes. How did you do? If you missed any, don't worry. The secret police will be arriving soon to take you to a re-education camp, and after that, you definitely won't be messing up any more puzzles, or messing up anything, or doing anything ever again. Oh, I just can't resist. Our brilliant plan is too brilliant not to share. I mean, it doesn't even matter that much, I guess, because the plan. Is already in motion. What could the powers that be possibly do? So first, old woman Josie had her beings, who cannot legally be called angels, hack the thought sensors and the mind-scanning satellites, so that instead of playing our current thoughts, they play a loop of thoughts about which sandwich place is our favorite. Obviously, the Mario's very authentic Italian ice cream sub sandwich place at the mall. Obviously, then Abby, Steve, and Carlos all simply walked past the guard. Again, the guard doesn't stop anyone. Simple. Abby used a series of mirrors and clip lights in the doorway to city council chambers to create the illusion of an empty hallway for the monstrous municipal members within, thus allowing the wonderful Carlos and the foolishly brave Steve to go down the stairs carefully and without tripping. Those two. And those two alone enter the basement. There, Carlos used a mathematical formula that he had arrived at scientifically to deduce the combination of the great vault door. Once inside, of course, Carlos would become instantly fascinated by the laser grid, determined to understand it. Which is why it was Steve's important job to keep him focused and moving. They then put on harnesses, which Janice had spent the last several weeks making from a home cat burglar kit she got as a prize in a box of honey nut flakeios, and which she had lined with bags of frozen peas to throw off the heat sensors. And that is where they are now, dear listeners, 
creeping ever closer to the registry of middle school crushes and to a triumphant end to a triumphant plan. Nothing can... Oh no. Oh no. Somehow it seems that the city council has discovered the plan. I don't know how that could have happened. Steve and Carlos are still in the basement. They're still in danger. Still right behind the closed vault door. Where can they run? How can they hide? I will try to sort out what to do. And in the meantime, I must take you to the weather. I'm bored in the afternoon, rehashing this old tune. I'm tired, on over, I'm wired. Thinking about the old days, picturing an old face. Go back to a warm place, listen to some shoegaze. You're far away from here, meeting people, drinking beer, assuming you're still all have returned, listeners, to a heist complete. This was not a heist of action at all. It was not a heist of diamond-tipped drills or advanced electronics. No, this was a heist of words, a heist of fiction. It was a heist of storytelling, and it was magnificent. For there was no hacking by Josie and her friends, no mirror held by Abby, no absurd mathematical formula devised by Carlos, and no Steve. Thank God, no Steve. There was none of that. 
Carlos, Old Woman Josie, Abby, and Steve are safe at home, having never left their beds in this warm, still night. I created their action, I created their danger with my words, and I delivered that danger to you. That was the entire plan, all of it. It was me here at this microphone telling you a story. A story about a successful entrance to the well-protected vault of the Hall of Public Records. <laughs> and in response to my story, the city council rushed to the records hall, flung open the vault door, deactivated the sensors and alarms, and charged in to capture Steve and Carlos. But those two were, of course, not there to be captured. The only person who was there, having avoided the danger of the stairs by safely taking the ADA-compliant elevator down, and having waited patiently in the shadows for the city council to rush by, enraged, and open the door of the vault for her, was a very clever eleven-year-old in a stealth wheelchair of her own design. She waited. And when they had passed, she followed quietly after them. And while they searched, roaring for intruders that weren't there, she slipped the registry of middle school crushes from its shelf, rolled herself back to the elevator, and was gone, before the council had even an inkling that they were chasing only figments of my imagination. It was despite all of my misleading words, a two-person heist. An uncle, who can tell one hell of a story, and a niece, who can come up with one hell of a plan. Janice took the registry out into the scrublands, and there, in an arroyo that has not seen water in many years, she lit it on fire and watched the smoke pass up through the evergreen leaves of the Joshua trees. I don't need to know why she wanted it destroyed, although perhaps I could guess. But I won't guess. I only know that she needed my help, and so I helped her. Before everything, before even humans, there were stories. A creature at a fire, conjuring a world with nothing but its voice and the listener's imagination. And now, me, and thousands like me, in little booths and rooms, at mics and screens all over the world, doing the same for a family of listeners, connected as all families are, primarily by the stories we tell each other. And after? After fire and death, or whatever happens next, after the wiping clean or the gradual decay, after the after, when there are only a few creatures left, there will be one at a fire telling a story to what family it has left. It was the first thing, and it will be the last. Stay tuned next for more stories being told to you all of the time, whether you are aware of them or not. And from whatever fiction it is that we happen to be living together tonight, 
Good night, Night Vale. Good night. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geo-engineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image, but when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. Binge all episodes of The Last City, ad-free right now on Wondery Plus. Welcome to Night Vale is a production of Night Vale Presents. It is written by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner and produced by Joseph Fink. The voice of Night Vale is Cecil Baldwin. Original music by Disparition. All of it can be found at disparition.info or at disparition.bandcamp.com. This episode's weather was My Postcard by Toys and Tiny Instruments. Find out more at toysandtinyinstruments.bandcamp.com and go see one of the singer-songwriters of that band, Colin Summers, in his one-man musical this August in New York City, Steve, a docu-musical. Comments, questions, email us at Info at welcometonightvale.com or follow us on Twitter at Nightvale Radio. Check out welcometonightvale.com for more information on this show as well as all sorts of cool Nightvale stuff you can own. And while you're there, consider clicking that donate link. That'd be cool of you. Today's proverb I had a dream in which cow sized pugs existed. I was on a train and one loped along outside my window. I'm sorry your dreams aren't as good. Support for Welcome to Night Vale comes from Odoo. If you feel like you're wasting time and money with your current business software, or you just want to know what you could be missing, then you need to join the millions of other users who switch to Odoo. Odoo is the affordable all-in-one management software with a library of fully integrated business applications that help you get more done in less time for a fraction of the price. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash nightvale. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash nightvale. Odoo, modern management made simple. Hello, iPod broadcast listeners. My name is Meg, and I am one of the esteemed tri-hosts of the beloved iBroad Good Morning Night Vale. I, along with my hilarious friends, fellow Night Vale actors, passionate eaters, and soft-hitting journalists, Symphony Sanders and Hal Lublin, are now over 100 episodes into our deep dive recap show of Welcome to Night Vale. We've tackled topics like soft meat crown head cannons, Cecil's fashion, and whether Steve Scones were really all that terrible, plus behind-the-scenes stories from the Night Vale creative family. And we've heard from listeners like you about queer representation, Night Vale named pets, major theories, minor questions, and of course, best and worst practices for, um, alternative spa therapy services. If you know, you know. Check out Good Morning Night Vale every other Thursday, wherever you get your eyebrods, eyecasts, pod broads, and podcasts. I think I like pod broads the best. I'm a real pod broad myself.